1: In a world filled with movies, comedies, dramas, thrillers, and action packed adventures, only one podcast dives deep into the magnificent titles found on HBO Max, and only one man can host such a show Me! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the HBO Max Movie Club. My name is Matt Rogers, if I remember correctly, and I'm almost positive I do. I haven't forgotten myself yet, but hmm, maybe I need Hugh Jackman to stick me in his contraption and take me back to one of my memories so I can double check. Hmm. This is the part where I hold for your applause because of that incredible introduction to the film this week, Reminiscence. Reminiscence a futuristic neo-noir dramatic sci-fi thriller from writer-director the one and only Lisa Joy, one of the creators of Westworld, everyone's fave. Reminiscent stars Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and one of truly my top actors that breathes air in the year 2021 and every year, Tandy Way Newton, I stan, who you may also know from her Emmy-winning turn as Maeve on the aforementioned Westworld, streaming now on, you're never going to believe this, HBO Max. As always, for those of you who have not yet streamed the film on HBO Max or headed out to the theaters to go check Reminiscence out, my guest and I are going to be getting into some straight up spoiler territory in the main part of this episode. And this is really one where you're not going to want to be spoiled. It's very in the vein of Inception. It's a very, you know, Nolanian film. It's really one of those modern odysseys of the mind where there's twists and turns in the plot involving a mysterious and sometimes ghostly exclamation lover sudden character reveals you don't expect and it's probably best to just keep this a fresh experience upon viewing so go see or stream it now and i'll be here if not you'll have to find hugh jackman in the future and he'll have to just have you remember a time when you didn't know how reminiscence ends so this is your official spoiler warning So in Reminiscence, Hugh Jackman plays Nick Bannister, who's a rugged and solitary veteran living in a near-future Miami flooded by rising seas. So by the way, if you were really devastated by that recent climate report, this might not be the movie for you at this moment. It might trigger you a bit. But Anyway, he's an expert in a dangerous occupation. He offers clients the chance to relive any memory they desire. His life changes one day when he meets a mysterious young woman named May, played by the gorgeous and talented Rebecca Ferguson. So what begins as a simple matter of lost and found becomes a passionate love affair, but when a different client's memories implicate May in a series of violent crimes, Nick must delve through the dark world of the past to uncover the truth about the woman he fell for. Uh, done, done, done much? I think so. Uh, this movie is really fun. It's fantastic. It's a true definition of neo-noir in that it's very much now. It's very much a climate change ravaged atmosphere. You know, very now, very modern. But it's still very... Of all the weird memory visitation chambers in Miami, she walked into mine. You know, you get it? We're throwing it back to film noir here, and the detective stories that make up the primary inspiration for that genre, which is very much, you know, mysterious woman shows up at the office of a detective looking for help. So this is a genre that particularly centers around private detectives that are searching out mysteries and shady underbellies of city life, so in that way, this movie, Reminiscence, attempts to update the genre for a new audience with its dystopian vision of the future. It revels in many of the tropes of the genre, like dark and foreboding lighting, you know, creepy underworld henchmen, double-crossed lovers, that hairstyle women have where, like, the hair sort of cascades over one eye, etc. You get it. Several more classic examples of the genre are available on the HBO Max platform, and they include such classics as The Maltese Falcon, The Naked City, and Brute Force. If I had to liken this particular film to one movie in the film noir genre that's probably the most famous example i would say chinatown this movie is very chinatown which is not on hbo max but it's okay you know that's actually okay that's okay So today on the show, we are welcoming one of my very best friends And truly one of my favorite people in the world I have so much fun with her And soon to be one of your very favorite people when you listen to this The unbelievable comedian and actress Greta Titelman, Who you might know from the hilarious HBO comedy Los Spookies Which, by the way, you can check out now on HBO Max So let's welcome her and reminisce about Reminiscence One of my favorite people to reminisce with, just to sort of use the title of the podcast in a little intro segment here. We're so blessed, and I do use the word blessed, okay? Even though I don't find myself to be a very religious person, I still feel the blessings, or as Christina Aguilera once said, blessed, because I'm here joined with truly my sister in life, in love, and oftentimes under the same roof. Um, I don't know. As, as Oprah once said about Gail, I don't know a better person This is an actress, comedian extraordinaire You know her from, yes, Los Spookies on HBO Okay, the synergy of it all Everyone, please welcome kindly to the HBO Max Movie Club Greta Titelman.
0: Oh my gosh, Matt, what a gorgeous intro You always make me blush
1: Did you feel it was gorgeous and you blushed?
0: I felt that, you know I wish I could have recorded it and played it for myself every morning. I
1: have good news for you. What? This is recorded and you can listen to it as literally as it much as you morning. want. And I every morning.
0: Oh, my God. Huge to hear. Wow. We have I... so
1: many things to reminisce about.
0: We have so many things to reminisce about. I mean... You know, the film being the main one to reminisce about.
1: Well, Reminiscence, we watched it the other day together. We did. We sort of had like a morning moment.
0: Yes. You know, because I love a movie in the morning. To me, that's luxury. Mm -hmm. To me, that's saying, I have all the time in the world. Yeah. And I'm going to just spend the morning doing yes. this.
1: And it was a Sunday morning. It was
0: a Sunday morning, and we were cozy, a little hungover. Cozy as hell, hungover yes. as
1: absolute shit. Yep. But dropped in. Dropped in. To sort of really, I guess, receive. Yes, absorb. Absorb. Yes and enjoy yes. reminiscence starring Hugh Jackman. He's very hot. I mean, we it, it's been said before and we're going to say it again and again and again the man is a gorgeous specimen.
0: Stunning. And you know, sometimes I feel like we sleep on him. Sometimes I feel like we are not awake to his gorgeousity until we see him on screen. Because yeah. he's not someone that you list as
1: Top five
0: gorge
1: Even though I do think He once was Sexiest man alive Of
0: course And he was Wolverine
1: Yeah I think back in the day He was named The sexiest man alive I think he's claimed That title
0: I think He was sexiest man alive In either 2003 or 2005 Okay We're getting
1: it Confirmed We are getting confirmed he was Sexiest Man Alive in 2008.
0: Okay. The year when we
1: graduated high school.
0: And that is a lucky year. (laughs) It's a
1: huge year. Sometimes. Huge year. Do you ever have that thing in your mind where you're always positive it's a year that it's not? I almost always think it's 2008. 2008. That's when I stopped maturing.
0: Yes. it's, It's the year that... No, but for me, I always think it's 2008 because Hugh Jackman has always been the Sexiest Man Alive. And there we go. There we go.
1: I mean, only the hottest men like Blake Shelton have gotten this.
0: And... Well, I actually, I, I do think that John Legend is very hot.
1: Well, he is very hot. You know, isn't it interesting how a lot of The Voice coaches somehow mm-hmm. end up people's sexiest men? Is there sort of a, you know, secret partnership
0: happening there? Mm,
1: Speaking of The Voice, you had never seen The Greatest Showman...
0: I had never seen The Greatest Showman. I need to watch The Greatest Showman. We'll do that later. And I was thrilled to find out Rebecca Ferguson. Also, okay, I would just like to, first of all, just say, not to be a superficial bitch, but...
1: Not to be a superficial bitch.
0: Reminiscence cast across the board. Hotties. Stunning. And this is why, thank you, Lisa Joy, this is why I also love Westworld. Mm -hmm. Because it's just taking... Glamour. Glamour... Old Hollywood. Yes. It's giving, you know sex and grunge and grime and then surreal stunning luxury. Maybe neo-noir. Neo-noir. This movie we can only
1: describe as neo-noir. Or new film noir. Yes. Film noir happening now. So we sort of see Rebecca... So the reason I make this Greatest Showman connection is because we're watching the film the other day Mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning, hungover as shit, cozy as hell, Mm -hmm. Greta and I. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting there and I'm saying, this is very similar this movie to The Greatest Showman Mm -hmm. because Hugh Jackman watched Rebecca Ferguson sing in absolute awe, falling in love with her in both of these films because Rebecca Ferguson sings some tunes. She plays like a like a mysterious lounge singer here, Mm -hmm. and famously in The Greatest Showman, she played an opera singer who Hugh Jackman was her agent. And I said, "This is just like The Greatest Showman," and you hadn't seen that film.
0: I hadn't seen that film, but you know what I'm a sucker for, and you know what What I'm a sucker for a vintage microphone. You're giving me that gorgeous oddly diamond shaped whatever microphone. <laughs> yeah. And I am a she could sucker work it too. for that. She's Oh, and the little microphone. The
1: little mic- well, okay, so there's <laughs> the scene where Rebecca Ferguson and like when they're in the reminiscence and they're looking back at um like an old memory of Rebecca Ferguson singing at a bar, more of a bar. bar rather than a lounge. And of course it was a cordless mic, a cordless, tiny, tiny a ti- tiny. Of course as we all know, there's so many tiny cordless mics just running about especially in dystopian Miami future and Greta was like oh my god her mic technique her
0: mic technique honestly worth watching if not for the entire film, just for Rebecca Ferguson's mic techniques. She's dropped in.
1: She's dropped in. And also, here's how you can track Rebecca Ferguson throughout the movie and sort of how we, the audience, are supposed to feel about her. And I do think this is iconic. So when she's supposed to be a mysterious vixen, the wig is laid. She's got, like, glamorous, like, Veronica Lake, Kim Basinger, LA Confidential hair. Like, I have most of my hair over one eye, and can you trust me? And then, spoiler alert, Okay, spoiler alert. And I I've said in my monologue there was going to be spoilers, so this is one of them. Towards the end when mm-hmm. you find out she's heroic, yep. she sort of has her hair tossed off in like a, a practical ponytail, which
0: is the sign of a hero. Of yes. a female female heroes always a sloppy ponytail. Laura Croft. Laura Croft. You know, name any of the girls in any of the Marvels.
1: Oh, honey. You
0: know, it's either down and in that billowed curl that like Cosmo Mai tie from Dry Bar right. or it's <laughs> or just it's the most credit
1: in... <laughs> title sentence i ever heard
0: <laughs> Or it's in the pony
1: Or it's in the pony
0: And I think Jessica Alba has worn a pony and you know Jessica Alba is a hero oh, yeah. in many things Yes and... well it's
1: so funny because like there's like that middle of the movie where it's like a gray area where you really don't know whether Is you're... she
0: good? Is she bad? Is she good? Is she bad? And her hair
1: is very indistinct Yes It's sort of in this weird chop
0: It's kind of like a Not PR... It's like a very PR girl
1: Yes. It's very it's
0: a lob, a long bob, <laughs> kind of sharp edge, straight. It's straight. Yeah. And that is a hairstyle where you do say to yourself, can I, I trust this?
1: Cuz I I couldn't trust you to do it. I couldn't trust you to put it up in a practical ponytail to save kids.
0: Jessica Rabbit's hair that she has in the beginning, we trust. We trust. She's sobbing and we trust.
1: Well, she's like and let's just say in terms of the crying in this movie, some gorgeous, I mean, Greta goes at one point. She goes and you have to ask this question with all movies, okay? And as
0: and look, we're in the biz. Honey. We're in
1: the biz. We're we're actors, performers, we get it. We're often on camera. And so Greta would sort of, as we were watching it, she sort of nudge me and she'd go, Tear sticker, is that real? <laughs> Tear sticker, is that real?
0: Well, because there are so many beautiful tears. It's
1: gorgeous, the, the, the crying.
0: The cinematography in the movie is also very you know, if you're a Westworld fan, it's kind of just signature of the these create of Lisa Joy, who's the top tier creator, top tier.
1: Top tier. And here's the deal.
0: Top tier, top tiers.
1: Top tier, top tiers. Yes.
0: Cause some of those tears were just stunning little jewels falling out of their eyes. I mean, Rebecca Ferguson,
1: this is a face that was made to be on camera. I mean, you can't Absolutely. you can't look like her and be like and I say this with love, but like a teacher or a nurse. No. You know what I mean? No. I, you can't.
0: And you meet those people sometimes <laughs> and you're like, wow, honey, you I, you want to like pull out a cigarette and like pull them aside and be like, let me tell you about this town called Hollywood. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: You can't have that face and like, hi, I'm like a, a therapist. Because if I'm going to sit with you and you're my therapist and you look like Rebecca Ferguson, I'm like, honey, you should be, you should be out there acting.
0: Well, I had uh, I had an experience when I had to go to Lens Crafters in the beginning of the summer. What
1: happened? And
0: the optometrist was F- Isaac Gonzalez. Like, was unreal. Like a model. Unbelievable.
1: And you probably couldn't stop talking about
0: it. I was obsessed. For like, I told my husband, I was like, you got to go and get your eyes checked yeah, by this doctor because
1: you're, you're not going to believe your eyes. You're not
0: going to believe your eyes. Honey. And to me, it's it was it would be the equivalent if Rebecca Ferguson was like you go into Lens Crafts and she's like, hey, let me fit you hey, for contacts. Hey, I'm Rebecca. Yeah. It's like,
1: no, you're a star yeah. and you got to get out of here. It's like, you know what? Other, so this is another HBO Max shout out. And by the way, doing great work recently, mm. this HBO Max the mm. streaming service. So, only
0: streamer I like. Only, whoop. only streamer employing me right now. And
1: that's actually, you know, <laughs> the credits are rolling in. The credits are rolling. So we're watching The White Lotus the other day because The White Lotus is our favorite show. And Mike White, we shout out.
0: We love Mike White.
1: Love Mike White. A true icon. So we're watching it. And so, spoiler alert for White Lotus, just jump ahead maybe a minute. So the character Kai in the show is, like, in need of money. And, like, the bitchy evil white daughter's best friend that's, like, it's fucking him is, like, you have to go into their hotel room and steal the jewels. There are $75,000. I'm, like, you know, what he needs to do is move to L.A., because I'm sorry, but whenever a character is in a tough spot with money in any film and television, I'm always just like, well, you look like that. Move to L.A. You're going to book way more than I ever Well, do. you know,
0: that actor in real life is Hawaiian. He, like, fully lives in Hawaii, And he's also an actor and a model. I mean, so I'm his saying, name is Kikoa Scott Kekumano in real life. Look okay, him hot. up. He is so out of this world hot.
1: Yeah. It's literally crazy. He
0: he. Was my when I would go on and like when I would go my we never went on family vacations <laughs> anywhere but like in my mind
1: you would go to the White Lotus
0: I would go to the White Lotus and in my mind I would fuck him
1: yeah well you do see is we we get as as Rosie O'Donnell used to say we get a good hiney shot in this, oh. in this show of Kai okay and, and let's loved it.
0: and let's get back to reminiscence though so let's because just get we do to reminiscence, get back because
1: it's what I'm paid to do and
0: also I need romance and sex. I need a a little bit of it in something. Honey, the sex
1: scene in this. We talk about cinematography. It was a sex scene between Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and the camera and the the natural light. And
0: the natural light, mother. The camera was the third. I was gagged. And the shot sequence was just wild. We don't see it like that. You know what I mean? And I love sex in a gown. We never get to see sex in a gown.
1: We never get to see sex in a gown. We never get. We rarely get to see, and I I rarely have sex where no clothes come off.
0: You rarely, I mean? it's it, but in the films it happens. But you know what I appreciated? Hugh's clothes came off. Right. Rebecca was like female director. Yeah, Rebecca was like, you know, I'm gonna keep my gown on mm-hmm. and ride you on this chair.
1: Hundred percent.
0: And I think that is feminism. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah,
1: because I agree. Yeah, what did you think of the Tandiwe character? Did you think that I'm she happy was in... getting into her? Here's the one of the things about me is I always want to get into Tandiwe Tan Way Tan Tan is the highlight icon. of Westworld.
0: Tandiwe is unbelievable in everything she does. Capital
1: A actress.
0: Capital A actress. I think she. To me, like really carry I mean, Evan Rachelwood is also iconic in Westworld. She is amazing. But Tandiwe carries Westworld in this way that I just she was always my favorite. And I've I'm like I'm a Westworld person through. Yeah, and through. you're
1: watching through the current Oh seasons.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I I did um, <clears throat> get an audition for Westworld. What for what? I- did
1: you play a hot robot?
0: No, I mean and they don't release the sides.
1: Oh, so like they're the one sides, of those. I got
0: like fake sides and the sides of and I was like wait is this literally sides from Broad City? They were like not Westworld sounding sides at okay. all. Okay. But I'm a real Westworld freak.
1: So you must have been absolutely shooketh when you got an audition for it.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I, I was... would
1: love to play a Westworld robot that gets, like, fucked and killed. When
0: I was, like, delusional in this business first, my my very first manager was like, what show do you want to be on? I was like, there's just one.
1: Westworld.
0: <laughs> <World>. <laughs> and it had just come out, and yeah. I had just gotten a manager, and I was like this will be it for me. Mm -hmm. But anyway.
1: Yeah. And did you notice that she had sort of a Westworld vibe? Because she was like, there was like a daughter that she had like, quote unquote, abandoned. Yeah. Sort of calling back to the Maeve of it all.
0: Tandiwe is incredible because, I don't know, I I, I think it is a real feat when you can really drop into a dystopian, crazy, sci-fi Neo noir and make it grounded and make it super grounded. Yeah. And you know, spoiler alert, she's like an alcoholic, mm-hmm. but she does it so elegantly in it. Yeah. Is she an alcoholic? I don't know. Does she drink alcohol to like numb the trauma of being a soldier? Because there was a war.
1: Well, I I, I definitely feel like she is grizzled. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's grizzled and we do get sort of, and I was really excited when this happened and this is feminism as well. We do get sort of an intense Way Newton saves the day action sequence. Yes. We see Way fire a gun. There's an iconic moment where Hugh Jackman is getting drowned in a fish tank, mm-hmm. and there's very dangerous fish in there. You very might even call them dangerous. sharks. You might even very, call them sharks. Very, very
0: dangerous. It's
1: a rule of culture sharks are fish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to understand Tandiwe knows to shoot the fish tank. Yes. Because when you shoot a fish tank, it's going to break. It breaks. Guess what? <laughs> she breaks. And anything in there is going down, down to the floor. Yeah. And guess
0: what? They can't live without water. No, so they die. that's famous. That's famous. Fish actually can't live without water.
1: But you know who can't live submerged in the water? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, which is why it was huge that Way shot the and fish And Tandiwe
0: tank. is such a good shot. Guess what? The bullet? Hugh Jackman watched it fly by in the water. And that was a gorgeous shot. shot. I
1: was going to say. Yeah. The the shots in this movie.
0: The shots are unbelievable.
1: There's so many shots. There was like, there was, (laughs) there there was so many shots in this film.
0: Also, what I love about this film, and I, I'm sorry that I keep on bringing up Westworld, but it is the merging of these ideas that Mm -hmm. you fantasize about. Like, what if I could go back and relive a memory? Yeah.
1: Which one would you relive?
0: Oh my God. I have like. I was about to say I have so many, but actually I really only have like a few. All of mine are so emo though. I
1: know mine. What's yours? Okay, I'm looking at you right now. And so Greta and I have this thing where we're sort of unsure about the circumstances of when we first met. Yes. Because I... Okay, so I'm just going to talk about this. If, oh, well, I, if I could love... go into the reminiscence, okay. this is what I would do. I would go back to, years ago, it was friend of the show, Joel Kim Booster's birthday party. And he used to famously do this thing where he would have all gay men and one woman attend his birthday parties. And at this one birthday party he threw, Greta Titleman was the one woman. And this is the first night we met. I swear to God... I swear on my life, Greta had floor length, straight blonde hair, like so long. And she says never in her life. Never in my life. I think that was just your energy. So I, I, but I'm almost positive I'm right. So I would like to reminiscence. I would like to climb in that water, honey. Uh Get me in the contraption. Put put that needle in my oh, neck. Oh wait, by the way, we no have to one about, flinches. Let's talk about how no one yeah. flinched.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. We this will. is a future world yeah. where
1: it's a sunken Miami and they all wear floor length coats
0: and they all have a four inch needle
1: just jammed into their neck and no one just no has a peep.
0: No one gasps. No one does anything. <laughs> no,
1: it's not even like, no one's even panicking about it. They're like, no. oh, is it
0: going to hurt? Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. No, no, they're just
1: like, stick that needle in my yeah. goddamn neck, honey. I'm trying to reminisce. Yes. Put me in that goddamn yeah. contraption so that I can go back to that moment and then be like, aha, because I know you had the flaw length
0: there. And you know what I love about the contraption, too? Tell me. And I, wa- and I want you to go back. I want you to go back to that. And I want you to reminisce in that moment because you will see my hair was not that long.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I'm sure you'll be right. But I would like to rem- I, I would, would, like, to I would like to reminisce,
0: too. And here's what I love about Hugh Jackman. He says, I'm a brilliant creator. Mm-hmm. Let me create this crazy contraption. Yeah. That is so futuristic.
1: One of the most futuristic things I've seen.
0: But the only way that we can get there is by me standing next to you. And doing
1: a guided meditation. And
0: doing a guided meditation. Yeah.
1: I really liked that sort of like reference to the Calm app. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that was really very, very You're now. You're going
0: to a place. He doesn't yeah. have an accent, but.
1: Oh, yeah. He doesn't have an accent no. in the movie. And Tendiwe Tendiwe was, was American. American in the movie.
0: Tendiwe was American. Hugh was American. Rebecca?
1: This is the thing. She had a British accent because it makes her What? More mysterious, yes, it does. Harder to pin down, yes, because you know what's what's one of the most famous things about British people they they have these mysterious accents, and you don't
0: know what they are,
1: and you assume things about them, like they're
0: smart, right? Like they're smart, like they're rich,
1: and not it's it's actually not possible that every single British person can be smart and rich.
0: Uh, it's it's not it's, it's just not it's true. It's simply not true.
1: It's simply untrue.
0: But you think about you think they're, oh, you're you're an aristocrat. You're right. sophisticated.
1: Exactly. You're
0: showing me how to eat a watercress tea sandwich uh-huh. and pouring me tea and milk or whatever.
1: Exactly. Tea and milk, etc. Yeah, the, the tea and milk of it you're all. You're
0: wearing hunter rain boots. It's you're a lot of wrapping imaging. a Burberry coat yeah. in the rain.
1: It's it's a lot of know? it's a lot of imagery. I also wanted to point out um do you remember in the first reminiscence, when we go to see Rebecca Ferguson's uh, memory of losing her keys, well,
0: this is what I, this is what I wanted to bring up with you, too. I, and
1: I knew you'd want to bring this up. I love you. You 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 screamed when we saw this. Yes.
0: So the thing about when we're introduced to reminiscence, it's people going back to very emotional times for them. Yeah. Times that you know they want to relive tender times. A veteran with his dog that he loved, or you know just. A woman with her lover lover wanting to go back to this time that pulls at them emotionally. Mm -hmm. And why I gagged at Rebecca Ferguson. And why I think this should go down as, when I say camp in a good way, Mm -hmm. I mean this is why I love movies. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's just have the most gorgeous woman wearing a... Cherry red satin gown Walk into this science lab After hours
1: With like a little bit of a hood That she pulls off Yeah, Yeah. very
0: like Exactly And you you see a silhouette Mm -hmm. A silhouette comes into the science lab That used to be a bank Yeah After hours Mm -hmm. And she's like Oh, I need help And then Hugh obviously sees her With what? And she says I can't find my keys Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So she needs to go under. She needs to go in the whole contraption, get nude out of the satin dress to find her keys. And I Uh. and I love that thought process for her. She says, I can't find my keys. Where am I going to go to find my keys? I'm not going to retrace my footsteps. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to the scientist in the bank.
1: Well, then you find out later that there was a whole other scheme. Well, of scheme. course, it's
0: never as simple as we think it's going but to be. D- but but, but, had it been that simple? I would have gagged. iconic, Iconic. Iconic. Vibrator thought, on the floor.
1: I, literally, I thought, okay, so the reason I set you up is because in the memory... She's looking for her keys, rifling through her, her her apartment. She looks under her bed, and her vibrator is on the damn ground, underneath the bed. And Greta screams, "Why is her vibrator on the floor?" Yeah,
0: like girl, when this you're done, when you're done, you know, blasting off, <laughs> you gotta clean mother and put her away.
1: Okay, how do you clean that?
0: You have they you have like sex toy cleaner.
1: I have seen, you know, flashlights. Yeah. So I have seen some people put it in the dishwasher.
0: I think you can do that with flashlights,
1: Mama. Here's the
0: thing, flashlights. You're going into them. They're not going into you. You know what I'm saying? You're so
1: right, Queen. You're so right. You're so right, Queen. I'm so right. Um, what did you feel about this sort of stardust cafe of the future? Where they were singing waitresses. At I was really happy that those exist in the future Me because too. I love Stardust Cafe.
0: I do too. And it's, you know what I like about seeing this? sad but also kind of beautiful dystopian miami
1: where they all wear coats where they all wear in coats. a world where it's so hot swamp it was iconic to me that it was a future world in mm-hmm. miami that's become nocturnal so that we can escape the heat but everyone is has every inch of their skin covered, covered. in neo-noir
0: yes coats. yes anyway exactly. continue it was just important for me to see that performance is alive and well still that Thank we have you. not we have not Forsaken we are art. in this yeah we are sad we are in this land the the earth is on fire we're mm-hmm. feeling awful climate change all the stuff but you know what we still have mm-hmm. we still have the wonder mm-hmm. we still have the play yeah the play we still have the joie de vie yes. of live performance yes and that made me feel good Because you know we got that. Climate report. report, But at least we know. It was very
1: it's gonna be reminiscence.
0: It's gonna be reminiscence. That's what
1: the climate report said, basically. Literally. The climate report said stream reminiscence on HBO Max or in theaters.
0: And you'll see. And you'll you'll see. see.
1: And you'll see what we're headed towards. And it was it's not a world that I want to live in.
0: It's not, but you know what? If we had to, honey, we could still perform. And that's what made me feel okay about, about those dinner theaters.
1: Yeah. And to know that like you could still go to South Beach and like there might not be a beach. But, but there is live venue. There might
0: still be a drag show.
1: There might still be a drag show. And really, what was this film if not a drag show?
0: Oh, it was it was stunning. Let's talk about... Um, I would love to briefly talk about the villain, mm-hmm. which...
1: The guy with... So basically, this is the sort of deal in a movie like this. If you see someone and half of his head is sort of like covered, covered in, in burns and prosthetic scars. That's a villain. That's the villain. villain. That's the villain right there. You got to you gotta villain. turn and run the other way. And yeah. a villain down because this guy's killing women. He's like...
0: He wants to kill children. He wants to kill kids. Yeah. He's a true, true, true villain. And I'm going to go back to, you know, complimenting Lisa Joy... Again, taking it to Westworld, mm-hmm. never shy of creating fully, fully, fully horrific villains. Mm-hmm. Always down no. to write a terrifying villain where she's just like, fuck it. He wants to kill the kid. Yeah. We're going to make this guy have a crazy burn on his head and kill the kid.
1: And here's the thing when you see someone with a crazy burn on their head and we're in the world of reminiscence, you might think to yourself, oh, you know what's probably going to happen? And it does happen. We're going to see the memory of how that happened. And we will gain a sympathetic view of this person. Yes. But no, because we've seen how dark this person is in in their soul. Yes. And in fact, we agree with Hugh when he says, you're going to relive this memory forever. For the rest
0: of your life. Yeah, forever.
1: Which was really dark for me.
0: It was very dark. I mean, that is... And let's talk about that. Let's talk about that monologue work that Hugh had there for a moment.
1: Let's just say Hugh is holding the center.
0: And he, it's really a masterclass in articulation. Mm-hmm. It's a masterclass in locking in.
1: Leading manetry.
0: Leading manetry.
1: That's what we call it.
0: Mouth work. Honey. Um so dropped it in that moment. Yeah. That, and that was a really gorgeous piece of the Hugh kind of oeuvre. If and you know, know what he gets to do? Hmm.
1: He gets to do that leading man thing of just burning Breathing. with, ra- yeah, burning yeah, yeah, with yeah. Rage, rage and he gets to say this. Where is she? Yeah. Which is like I love that. to get to that point. Like so few men in film get to the point where they're they're so iconic and they're such a leading man that they get to s- scream scream but still repressed.
0: Yes. Where is she? Yes. And it's just like
1: when you're in acting school. Yes. So many of us are told you're a character actor, right? You know you're supporting, right? You're sort of the sidekick,
0: right? And you're then, always going to be the gay,
1: the gay, and so Hugh gets to the point where he gets to say this line, and let me tell you, he's one of our great leading men, and we're he holding him. He
0: is he he's one of the greatest leading men we've ever had.
1: To say that.
0: I'm just saying, and there- can do
1: it all. Wolverine, greatest showman reminiscence yeah the movie bad education streaming on hbo oh, max stunning
0: work can we talk about that stunning work him
1: and alice and jenny and that
0: him and alice and jenny amazing our, our dear friend geraldine geraldine for swanathan very killed it killed it hugh jackman can do it anything all anything and i just les mis oh les mis we didn't say les mis he won an Oscar for that.
1: He was nominated for an Oscar for that. You better get your facts correct. Well, he has...
0: He, I'm sorry. I actually... I. I do. Are you going to
1: disagree with me? No.
0: I'm I not... Babe, I'm never disagreeing with you about who won an Oscar for what. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Let's talk about his theater work. I mean... Oh, yeah. Winning I mean, a Tony. The Boy From Oz. The Boy From Oz. Yeah. It's just... Here's when you know you're dealing with a star. When you go to their Wikipedia page, and then you need to go to another Wikipedia page mm-hmm. for the list of their work. Oh, yeah. When they, they, say, they say list honey, of awards nominations. It's not going fit.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's
0: not going to fit. Yeah. It, this, is, this catalog no. has its own
1: site. Like, here's the deal with Hugh Jackman, and this is one of the things that every actor wants to be said about them. She books. Mother she books. books. Mother books.
0: And you know what? He's going to be an EGOT. He is just missing his Academy Award. He has won a Golden Globe, a Grammy, an Emmy, and a Tony.
1: So he's got them all and the Golden Globe.
0: Yeah. So all that he needs... Well, he needs a SAG. I think everyone wants a SAG. See,
1: here's the thing. People talk about wanting to be
0: EGOT. But
1: if you're EGOT and you don't have a Globe, which, by the way, no longer exists, and you don't have a
0: SAG, like, shouldn't you be a completist? I would want to be EGOT. EGOTs. That is... Emmy, Grammy, Globe, Golden Globe Oscar, Oscar, Tony, Sag. Sag.
1: And I would wanna be Igotsk, which is Emmy,
0: Kennedy? Grammy. Kennedy, is that a Kennedy honor? Go- no,
1: Golden Globe, Oscar, Tony, Sag, Kids' Choice Award.
0: Oh. Because if you don't
1: have the blimp, yeah. you haven't touched the four quadrants. You and know you what know what I mean? else
0: I want too? I think I also need an MTV Movie Award. 100%.
1: VMA. VMA. Mm
0: -hmm. I would love a Moon Man. Like, hello. And you know what else I'd love? I hate to say it. What? A Peabody.
1: Yeah, I want a Peabody, too.
0: I want that Peabody. And I want that Kennedy. I want that Kennedy Award, too. I want
1: a Newbery Award.
0: What's a Newbery? For
1: children's literature.
0: I would love a Newbery Award. I would love that. You know what I would also love? What? A Pulitzer. Yeah. And you know, to me, a Pulitzer, it's just, does it get better than that?
1: I want the Nobel Peace Prize.
0: I would love a Nobel.
1: I feel like my shelf is missing a Nobel Peace Prize.
0: And I think Hugh should get nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize.
1: Yeah, for this film reminiscence.
0: Honestly, in that world, he would get a Nobel Peace Prize for breakthroughs in science.
1: Literally, he would. Because let's just talk about the fact that this reminiscence machine
0: is literally like
1: I'm interested in someone developing the technology where this could happen because it's sort of one of those sci-fi things where it's like, we believe this is in the realm of possibility. And this
0: is why we got to say we love the creators. This is the same thing we feel about Westworld. Yeah. Where we're like, oh, in the distant future, this fully immersive, crazy world could exist. Like, I'm sorry. If you have Jeff fucking Bezos flying his ass to space... I'm sure in, you know, 50 years from now, there's going to be a crazy ass theme park. Well, you know, you
1: know about the news that came out this week. What? Immersion is going to the next level. So speaking of Westworld, like, and in Disney World, you can book a Star Wars hotel that you do like a galactic adventure for two days. It's expensive as are. absolute shit. We gotta do it. But you can do it. And so oh, I'm that saying was, this Westworld be... of it all is, is real. But
0: here's what I have to say about my reminiscence, because I didn't get to tell you oh, what, yes. what memory What's I was. What's your reminiscence? To go back to the first time you took me to Disney.
1: You want to go back. I want to go back. Because the second time I went to Disney you didn't love.
0: I loved, but it you wasn't got tired. like the first time. It wasn't like the first time. The first time was Yeah. I went to Disney for the first time in twenty nineteen.
1: Mm-hmm. For my birthday on March 5th And
0: 2019. I was Gagged Gagged, gagged, gagged yeah, you, I couldn't believe it yeah. I couldn't believe the fun, the joy I couldn't believe the rides I Everything, I, I was truly a child I was a child again
1: You were a child again And so that's reminiscence Yeah. Because we tried to go again mm-hmm. And we couldn't duplicate the experience no. Which is why we need reminiscence yes. And just so everyone is out there is clear Reminiscence, it turns out, is an incredibly difficult word to spell.
0: I don't think I can spell it right now.
1: Well, I, I, here's a tool Remini, as in Leah Remini,
0: R E N I N I. Yes,
1: and so this is the thing everyone knows how to spell Remini. Yeah, because she's one of the fam- most famous women National in the
0: world. National treasure. Sense S C S C E N C E. Remini. Sense. Sense. R-E-M-I-N-I-S-C-E-N-C-E.
1: And now you can spell reminiscence. So Greta, this is the point of the show where I usually would do a segment that I do every single week called But How Is It a Queer Narrative? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, well. but, but here's the thing about this movie, and we said it the second we turned it on, and we say this with all the love in the world, and it, let me just say this to everyone listening. Mm-hmm. If you are straight, that's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I have a cousin that's straight. I know a lot of people that's straight. My dad is straight. We know a
0: lot of people that are straight. He's
1: very like supportive of me in like a gay way. I'm my like, husband okay.
0: is straight, one of your best friends. He's my one husband. of my dear
1: friends, and he's straight, and I don't judge him at all. No. And life is very much a journey. Mm-hmm. But when we started watching this movie, you said this is heterosexual vibes. Yes. This is one of the straightest films I've seen.
0: Yes. It is, it is straight culture. Yeah. And straight culture to the highest. If straight culture were to be praised for something, mm-hmm. it would be a film like this.
1: Right. So with respect, I will not be doing this segment.
0: There you go. Because it is straight culture.
1: I couldn't find a queer narrative here. Which is very, which is saying a lot for me. The I could only, not find anything queer about this the film. The only
0: queer narrative about this film... Is
1: Tandy sl- Way slaying.
0: way slaying. Yeah. And going to the scientist to find your keys.
1: Yeah, that was kind of queer, that's wasn't it? That's the
0: only queer narrative. And the earring.
1: Okay, wait. Play the... Pl- d- d- do it. Ready? Here we go. Tandy Way slaying earrings. Going to a scientist to find your keys. Okay, and that's how this film is a queer narrative. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, we have a lot of straight energy happening. It, it, it's an
1: incredibly straight film. And again... I say this, and I know that, like, a lot of straight people are very on guard, you know what I mean? They feel that queer is the new black, mm-hmm. and they, they, they like, orange is the new black, when Elle Woods said, like, whoever said orange is the new pink was yeah. seriously disturbed. Yeah. You know, that's sort of, like, the way straight people feel now.
0: Yeah, they feel, oh, queer is the new hetero. Say that. <laughs> mother.
1: <laughs> so um I think that we've pretty much covered everything there is to cover about this film. I think my favorite thing about it was the fact that Rebecca Ferguson sort of by being in it makes it also a fragrance ad.
0: Yes. Oh my god. Just I was stunning. like just stunning. I was like are we in reminiscence or are we in a gorgeous commercial for Jadore Dior? Like
1: Jadore Dior. She also is iconic in that last scene where she's like in the reminiscence talking to Hugh but she's she's But
0: she's talking to the the villain That's a big spoiler But yeah. I mean
1: th- look it, The
0: whole thing is a spoiler The I'm, whole thing is a spoiler But that was a gorgeous scene And when yeah. you get to see those like Gold threads yeah. That appear when you're in the reminiscence I loved the gold threads me too And I that's liked, queer And that
1: Gold threads Great Yeah So um Wow it ended up being more queer than I thought Yes, yes. And is that a lesson for me? Yes And with that, we're going to wrap up. So Greta, I want to thank you so, so much for being here. I mean, you're my favorite person to talk to. You're my favorite person
0: to talk to. You got
1: to stream Losa Spookies. Um, We have the ambassador Melanie Gibbons here. I'm here. And, um, you know, keep your eyes on that HBO streaming service. (laughs) HBO Max. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Matt. I'm going to reminisce about this one. HBO Max Movie Club is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by me, Matt Rogers. It's executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced by Camila Salazar, researched by Steve Griffin, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed HBO Max Movie Club, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for checking out the HBO Max Movie Club. You can watch Reminiscence in theaters and on HBO Max, streaming only on the ad-free plan in the U.S. for a limited time. You can also watch most of the movies we talked about today on HBO Max as well. Check out the show notes for the full list. Okay, bye!